Timberwolves are idle. They open a road trip. They'll take on Golden State. And then Sacramento, before going into Phoenix, they get the L.A. Lakers at home on Friday night. And to talk Timberwolves and a little more, Kevin Lynch, Valley Sports North, Timberwolves analyst. Kev, how you doing? Terrible, Steve. Things couldn't be worse. My, my wife just left me and my dog ran away. So it's rough right now in my world. <laughs> yeah, and I just had the scoreboard lock up. I know, uh, I heard about that. Live yeah. radio, man. Tragic. Kinda, yeah, you know, you rely on these computers, and then in the moment of need, they fail you. Um, oh. It's it's just like, wow. I, I had it, and then I lost, and I, I uh, landed on the wrong date. So so we're all squared away there. Uh, Kev, I want to get your thoughts about something, and I brought it up uh, before the bottom of the hour break, and I was thinking about it because I, I watched a fair amount of high school hoops this winter and, and called some section games and some state tournament games and was over at Concordia today doing a couple of games this morning, and I, I, I'm ready for the shot clock. Now, you played in an era, uh, no shot clock. It's finally coming to high school basketball. Your thoughts on the shot clock, is it a good thing for high school basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, God, it's been such a hot topic, and it's interesting yeah. how it seems like uh, I think North and South Dakota both have it. You tell me. Yeah. You used to live in Sioux Falls, but I think South Dakota's got it, don't they, Steve? Yeah, and, you know, uh, they, they've added it around the country, and there's right. been resistance because of the expense. But, but what I was going to bring up is what I saw this morning. I saw the 1A consolation final and the 1A third-place game, and they weren't close games in the second half, and the team with the lead was, you know, taking the air out of the ball, and yeah. it's just kind of like I, I, I get it. That's been part of the strategy. But but I think ultimately having a shot clock, you know, no one really pays attention anymore to the shot clock in the NBA. I mean, there there's an occasional shot clock violation, but I, I think ultimately it'll be good for the game and, and good for the players. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I think we all remember, I can't remember, when was this, 10, 12 years ago, when Hop, or maybe less than that, Hopkins played Shakopee in the quarterfinals of the state tournament, and yeah. It was just a, it was just a joke, you know. It's like both teams, one team wanted to play his own defense in kind of a half court situation. The other team was just airing it out, and it went into a few overtimes. Maybe that was when Amir Coffey ended up making a half court shot, so there was some dramatics at the end. But, um, but there's, you know, people go to high school hoops to to be entertained, and. That is not entertaining when you have one team just airing it out like that. So that's one way you got to look at it. And but I, I get that it's a strategy for some coaches or some teams too. So, but I think it's time. And you know, I also understand the, the whole deal of you got to pay. You know, not every school can afford the clocks and paying somebody who's yep, that's you know, right. to run it, who understands how to do it, and that how that can uh, if you don't do it correctly or get somebody who's not capable of doing it, how that can affect games and outcomes which can affect seating and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's more complicated than, hey, can we afford it and, and hook it up and have it running? So it's uh, there's more to it than just uh, what's on the surface for some people. Yeah, and uh, Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns is back. And I, I brought this up a couple of times. I don't know if you could have sat down and uh, written a better script for Cat's return. Big win. 
uh, hitting yeah. two free throws, one to tie, one to give the team the lead and, and get the W, and it, it came at the right time with Anthony Edwards on the sideline injured. Yeah, yeah, it's um, boy, there's a <laughs> there's a lot to talk about with with the Wolves and Towns back now. Hopefully, he can stay in the lineup, and and finally we can get a, a you know kind of resume the whole thing of does Gobert and Towns and that whole issue do they fit together and. And we got to get Edwards back. I, I'm still convinced. And I'm, I'm not just saying. I've told you this before, but and I'm not just saying this because I, I've covered the team for a long time. But yeah. I really believe this is their most talented roster they've ever had. I, re, I really, I really do believe that. Now, Towns has been. People say, "Well, they're, look at their record. How can that be?" Or they look at, yeah, but Towns has been out for four months, and obviously that's going to affect what's going on. And uh, and they have some other issues with D'Angelo Russell, and Russell played okay at times, but other times he, I thought he kind of hurt them. And now they then they switch point guards in February at the trade deadline, and now they have Conley, who to me is a better fit for this team than D'Angelo Russell. So they've had some issues going on here. But if they can catch lightning in a bottle here and stay healthy at the end of the season, things can click. Um, they got a chance to make some noise, and I really believe that. Now, who knows whether that's going to happen. They could flame out or something, too, but but they have enough talent to, to do something bigger here. So, And I'm looking forward to see how this plays out. Yeah, were, were you surprised how much jump, if you will, Cat had in his return? Because, you know, he, he looked pretty good for being out as long as he was and, you know, obviously made those those free throws, but – you know, there there was definitely an energy in his yeah. game, and that that was pretty surprising. Yeah, and not you know, to be honest with you, not really. Um, I I really think that, and I was just thinking about this earlier today. How he, to me, uh, you know, you could debate, but I I think he's in the top fifteen players in the NBA as far as just you know how easy offense comes to as a score. He's a good passer. Um, he's a pretty good offensive rebounder. He's one of the better back-to-the-basket post-up players. Not that guys do that a ton anymore, but he's good at that. I mean, he, he's a really good scorer, and he scores easily. And now a lot of it's set up because he can shoot so well. He's the best outside-shooting big man, I think, in the NBA, or at least one of them. So, I mean, for him to go out and just make, make some jump shots, even though he's been out for four months, uh, that – that doesn't surprise me because the guy can flat out shoot. So to put up good or good or decent scoring numbers, uh, even though he's been out for a long time, that didn't really surprise me. So hopefully him being back at Edwards back and, and let's see if this all fits together and they can uh, put a little run together. That'd be fun this spring. Yeah, no doubt eight to go. And there, there's still a lot in flux right now. Dallas out of the playoffs. They're on a skid and, now they've fallen to 11, so there's going to be a lot of movement over the last eight games. Before we run out of time, I want to get your thoughts, though, on this group, and you brought up the makeup of this team. Cat's back, waiting for Anthony Edwards' return. We really don't know when he'll he'll get back in the lineup. But now they got veteran guys. You brought up Mike Conley, but they have Rudy Gobert, and they yeah. have Kyle Anderson, and other guys who have kind of been through the battles at the end of the yeah. regular season. And and my sense with eight to go, that will help them. Big time. Oh, 100%. Conley, like I said, better fit than D'Angelo yep. Russell. He's more of an organizing point guard. He can score and shoot a little bit, but he's, he, you know, he didn't do that as much as, as Russell is known for. But, 
that's going to, I mean, just kind of the stability that he provides, plus Mike Conley can guard point guards. I mean, maybe the biggest, one of the biggest, or maybe the biggest issue with D'Angelo Russell as your point guard is, I don't know if you noticed, he rarely would guard point guards yep. because he can't guard a lot of those guys. So that's a problem. That kind of just distorts what you're doing to a degree. But Conley's veteran leadership, if you want to call it that, that's going to help. Gobert has been through all these wars before. Um, but Torian Prince, we didn't even talk yeah, about that. Yeah, that's right. He, Torian he's Prince. Pl- yeah, he, he's played big in certain moments. He's kind of a – and we talk about guys that are veterans. We're not – you know, Conley's played a long time, but Torian Prince is kind of in the prime of his career. Same with Kyle Anderson. So these guys that we call veterans are not necessarily playing 15 or more NBA seasons. They've played, you know, seven, eight, nine seasons or something like that, and they're in the prime of their career. So, yeah, I mean, they got they have all the pieces. They got they got youth. They got young legs in certain positions. They got guys in the prime of their career. Whether it's Anderson, Prince, Carl Anthony Towns, you got size. You can play small if you need to. Um, you got enough guys that are kind of lockdown defenders. So they got a lot of good pieces there. Well, it's it's going to be very interesting at Golden State tomorrow night, Sacramento on Monday, and then Phoenix on Wednesday, and then the L.A. Lakers in town on yeah. Friday night. So a big week for the Timberwolves. Yeah, you know, the Lakers are kind of rising, too. You talk about Dallas sinking, and, and these next few games, I mean, Golden State's got a lot to play for. Sacramento oh. is trying to hold on to that, that spot, you know, close to the top in the West. Phoenix uh, they're going to be, I mean, Phoenix, Golden State, and the Clippers are all going to be right there uh, deep in the playoffs, even though they're kind of behind those top three teams, and then the Wolves, so, and then the Lakers are coming. So, I mean, there's a lot of fireworks potentially going on here the next couple of weeks, so this is going to be fun. Yeah, eight to go. Well, Kev, always good to visit with you. Take care. Thanks, Steve. Have a good, good weekend. All right, there he is, Kevin Lynch, Valley Sports North, Timberwolves analyst. Timberwolves and Warriors from the Bay Area pregame at 7 with Cal. Alan Horton with the play-by-play at 7.30. We'll take a quick break. We'll put a wrap on things on this Saturday here at News Talk. E3O WCCO.